Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, good morning, happy Tuesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, or that sounded weird, podcast, with me, Andy Goldstein, of course, who has trouble with certain words, including podcast. Uh, we've got a great podcast, I won't bother, a great show coming your way, of course, even if you think it's rubbish, it's free, so who cares, who are you going to complain to, no one's going to listen. And it begins with Scarlett's son, Jamie O'Hara, on The Breakfast Show, alongside Law Woods, talking about Marcus Rashford and how he could be injured for up to three months because Jamie O'Hara had the same injury, would you believe, as the England striker. So he was telling everyone that would listen about the problems it can cause. I listened, and so should you. It's a bad injury to get. I can't believe that the medical team at Man United have allowed him to carry on playing. Once They must have known that he had a stress fracture. They must not, but, you know, he must have been worried about his back. They, he, he's gone for an X-ray, and they've seen. And... It's a difficult one because you can play with it. If you've got a single stress fracture of the spine, I don't know what one it is. I had L4, L5 mine was. I had a stress fracture on it. I carried on playing. And wear and tear, I done the other side and oh. I got a double stress fracture. Because you're compensating. Because you're compensating for, you know, you're loading the other side mm-hmm. of the spine because that side can't take the load because it's it, it's trying to heal. So it was, I was, um, when I'd done the other side and I had the double stress fracture, that's when I was in real bad pain. I tried to rest because I didn't want to have surgery at the start. So I ended up having surgery six months after because I was trying to rest and they were like, it will yeah. repair stress fractures, load off it. The problem is it's your spine. You know, you're constantly using it. You're constantly loading it. Unless you're going to sit on the couch for three months, mm. it's not going to heal. Depending on how bad it is, you know, I needed surgery in the end and it's... and. Ever since I had that surgery is when my career kind of started to go down because I couldn't get back to the pace of where you need to be. Now, of course, straight after the breakfast show, it's Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. Alongside them was Danny Murphy, who's got no hair on his head. (laughs) Would you believe it? They were talking Marcus Rashford. There's a surprise. You see, I can't for the life of me believe for one second that if there was evidence of a stress fracture... Anyone who's played the game knows that if you have evidence of a stress fracture, even in the early stages, you'll be pulled out and you'll have a short recuperation stage to let the tiny little crack heal itself. Mm-hmm. I've been there myself. Happened to me with a foot injury at Blackburn when I first got there. I had to have 10 days, 12 days not training and just shut down. So if they had evidence of it and then asked him to play or put him in a position where he had to, felt like he had to play, well, that's a huge question mark over the medical. Well, there was a, deg- a degree of evidence about it because post-match against Wolves... No, evidence of a stress fracture. Solskjaer said, I didn't want to play him. 
Right. I think he got a knock, a knee or something, in his back. Right. But he's been struggling for a little while. That's why we've kept him away from starting against Wolves. But we needed the win. Yeah. He was involved in the goal. That was a positive, but it backfired. Yeah, so... You have... So what does that tell you? Okay, so if you have a bad back, back's a bit sore, it's been niggling for a while, you've got your osteos, you've got your chiropractors, you've got your various types of treatment that you use within the football clubs to help you with a bad back. So when I when I was at all the clubs I was at, some lads suffer with back more than others, get it manipulated, get it cracked, get you know, it's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Um, someone might have particularly problems with groins or hamstrings. So again, you, you it could be acupuncture, it could be certain stretches you have to do in the gym for each bit that you struggle with because everyone's posture is different, ages are different, amount of minutes you play, etc, etc. So many variables. My, my question was simply, and I don't know the answer to this, were they aware of a stress fracture possibly being on the cards and if they were then they have an obligation to sit him out but I don't think they could have been my understanding of any type of stress fracture is if, if you put pressure on it you can play for a long time with certain stress fractures certain part, certain parts of the body but inevitably they, it will get worse you have to shut it down yeah. So my belief is that they they knew he had a bit of a maybe a, I, it looks like he's had a bit of a back issue. But if you every time a player went to physio and my back's a bit sore, they scanned it. You'd be scanning players every day. Mm. So I don't think United have known about a potential stress fracture and put him on the pitch. I don't believe that. I can't believe that because I've never seen a club do that with any player, any desperation. Time now to fast forward the podcast if you're a football fan and can't stand cricket. If however you like cricket. You're in for a treat. Yeah, you. That's right, you. England are 2-1 up in the series after an innings and 53-run victory over South Africa at St George's Park. Surely all the goals will get in the way, won't they? Anyway, here's how it sounded on Talk Sport 2. That's clipped into the onside. Where's that one going away? That's a really good contact from Maharaj. He's flipped it over mid-wicket for six. Curran goes in. It's been uppercut by Patterson this time. Straight over Joe Root. And South Africa have got this down to trailing by 57. They've lost their head a bit, I would yeah. say, in the field. I think Joe Root's lost his head. I Joe... think some of the bowlers have lost their head. Patterson carves it over Denley at backward point. It's another four. Wood is in and attempts the Yorker at Maharaj. who drops the bat down on it. It's a direct hit from Sam Curran. Could, be Could it be the run out? I have a decision for the big screen. My decision is out. That's it. It's the end of the test match. England have won the test match by an innings and 53 runs. It has been a quite magnificent performance on the road for Joe Root's team. And staying with the cricket theme, here's Joe Root with Terry's son, Mark Butcher, then Darren Goff, Kevin Peterson and Matt Pryor. Missed out on the five for Joe. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> I did everything I could, didn't I? Um, yeah, these things happen. I mean, I didn't think I'd get many opportunities to, to get it. So I think more than anything, the five days that we've just had is a really good template for this team. And, you know, big first inning score, uh, youngsters contributing as well. It's, it's feeling like things are really starting to come together. We, we're nowhere near the finished article. We're all very aware of that, but... When we're winning games like that abroad in these conditions, you know, third game in a row, we're taking 20 wickets as well. There's a number of really good stuff that's, that's happening at the moment, and we've got to keep riding that wave. We've got to keep, you know, doing the right things in behind the scenes in practice, um, and keep adapting to the services. There's been different services throughout the whole tour so far, uh, and we've we've recognised that very well. And collectively as a group, especially with the ball, um, we've managed to find ways to exploit that. So for me, that's really pleasing, really promising. We're very good at it in England. Now we've started to do it here. Um, and that's got to be an upward trend now moving forward. 
It must be a lot of fun for you um, as a captain in the dressing room to have all of these young guys in, in the team. You know, you're not the baby-faced one anymore in this <laughs> in this eleven. Um, and and, and know, just knowing and watching them sort of with all their energy and, and their, their willingness to learn, just how much growth there is. You know, you're you're the captain of a side that is that's winning Test matches and everyone's happy and confident, etc. But they've got so such a such a long long way to go. You just must be thinking to yourself, we can we can be anything here. Yeah, and I think that's how we should look at it. You know, we really should. Um, I think one thing we've got to be careful not to do is put too much pressure on young shoulders too early. I think there's still a huge amount of learning for everyone to do, especially those young guys. But to see them come into this environment and thrive so early on it is really pleasing, really promising signs. And we just got to keep willing, being willing to learn and keep willing to get better. And if we can keep that environment and keep making sure that guys aren't getting complacent, guys are putting in and doing the, the, the difficult stuff, I thought... The way that we, we just stuck at it at Cape Town was outstanding. And I, I think that put us in a really good place coming into this week, showing that test cricket a lot of the time is about hard work. It's a lot, lot of effort. It's doing the stuff that you don't want to do. And then you get your rewards in other areas. And um, I think we've, we've sort of seen that over the course of this tour. Um, and, and we've actually been through quite a lot to this point. So if we can keep doing this, the right things, keep practicing hard, um, keep looking to get, be get better individually and keep pushing it ourselves, as a group, then you know we, we will keep improving. England have talked much about how they want to play Test cricket moving forward. Well, this is the benchmark. Absolutely brilliant from a first innings huge total of 499 for nine declared. Then a bold South Africa out twice with some excellent fast bowling from Mark Wood and Stuart Broad, and then the spin of Joe Root and Don Bess. Fantastic test match performance. We've had been entertained this morning with some great tail-ender batting, some great striking of a cricket ball from Patterson and Maharaj. But England win by an innings and 53 runs to lead this series 2-1. Magnificent England. They've been outstanding. Absolutely brilliant. Is this the making of Joe Root? Is this the making of the captain? Has it taken this long to get himself sorted now the one thing I will say on that is they got 400 they haven't got 400 regularly when England starts to regularly get 400 then you can play cricket games and test matches the way we've seen today or we've seen over the last three days so I think that's going to be their biggest goal that's going to be their biggest achievement and can they do it with Sibley Crawley Pope Root needs to get some he will get some he's that good a player I think it'll happen I really think we need to focus on how good this England cricket team has been the framework that they said, the, the strategy, the plans behind how they want to play test cricket has come to fruition in this test match. Now they need to just recreate that, recreate that, recreate that time and time and time again. We can see the talent in that dressing room, the Ollie Popes, all these best coming through, taking five wickets. Get those guys or surround our senior players, our Stokes, our Roots, our Broads with the talent of these youngsters with the right framework, which Silverwood, the coach, seems to have. I mean, anything could happen here, and this team could just go forward, forward, and forward. On now to Hawksby and Jacobs, and a special show as well, because it was Andy's birthday. Would you believe it? Happy birthday to... Yeah, I don't know if they mention it on the show. I don't even know if it's going to be mentioned in this clip. But if you're listening, happy 80th birthday, Andy. I don't know if you saw this story in the sun this morning. Pesto lovers, who are they? Are having to it. go without or face price hikes due to peanut contamination. Oh, yes, your first world problem uh, right there. Managing uh, editor, managing editor of the grocer oh, yeah. said. 
pesto lovers are having a really tough time. Well, they are, aren't they? Even people getting depressed because they can't get pesto. No, nobody would feel that, would they? No. Not even Robert Pesto. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Now I know. Uh, yeah. Rihanna apparently is uh, a, a pesto on, fan. On the rebound. No, she's not. But she, mm. she was seen at a concert in New York the other day with the rapper ASAP Rocky. And I thought, <laughs> what a great cricketer he would be. <laughs> he would Arthur. Be. Arthur, uh, Stanley, Albert, uh, Peter, Rocky. Uh, That's it, from the pavilion end. I thought that through. I couldn't think of any names. I was going to say Cedric. That begins with C, doesn't it? It doesn't matter. It's fine. But ASAP Rocky. So what time can you get there? He's asking for it. What time does the concert start? (laughs) Did you see this kid that's got a, a three? And he's become the youngest member of Mensa. Yeah. He's got an IQ of 142. It's about twice what mine is. Yeah, and he did the IQ test once. We were checking for a pulse. <laughs> I, I mean, really, a, a man of his age and experience. I mean, uh, really, I mean... What I'm, you just about, not, I'm not about, very good at that sort of thing. No, it's, a, it's kind of logical thinking, isn't I've it? I've got no logical thinking. Yeah, it was about, it was about you got about 70%. 75%, it, yeah. It was that one where it was on telly. Yeah. Test the nation or something. That chimpanzee that does maths was beating on most of it. It's amazing. The one that pulled that fella into the... Yeah, no, no, the macaque, was it? Uh, macaque. Macaque. Anyway. Anyway, I was looking at Alan Dershowitz. You're going to have to be quick. Or very briefly now. Alan, not my but, fault, John. But, Blame sorry. him. He's always well, having a go at me about not breaking. He's doing his Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> I didn't hear it. People, people didn't hear. Him. People didn't hear. People may have heard me say in the past that I used to get mistaken for him at the time. He was the uh, he defended O.J. Simpson at yeah. the time of the big trial. People, used you were to, Britain's foremost Alan Dershowitz look alike. I got asked for his autograph. The work once. you got, I did. And I've looked at him lately, and I thought, wait, not, we don't look like at all. I don't know why people think this. And then I decided to colour in his beard. Look at that. Let's have a look. Alan Dershowitz beard, with a like colouring beard. There he is. Yeah, he does look a bit like he does you. Look it's a bit more rabbinical than you, I'd say, in this so? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Fantastic. So I'll still be are. able to get work as Britain's foremost Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, so if you look in a book, if you've got kids' party coming up and you're looking for an Alan Dershowitz lookalike, then uh, <laughs> we'll pass on your deta- details to Andy. Now we can head back to the breakfast show. And Teddy Sheringham was on talking about Manchester United. And you won't be able to see it because, of course, it's radio, but I have it on good authority. He was dressed as a tree for this interview. I know from my time in management, you, you, need, to, you need to change things around, but you, you, you can't change things overnight. Mm. And if they're going to stick with Oli Solskjaer, which I think they, they should do, give him every backing that they should do. You've got to give him two or three transfer windows. He has to get his... You know, you have to remember when Pep... Pep came over. You didn't get Man City right straight away. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes twelve months, eighteen months before your philosophies on football get ground into every player so they understand. So you've got to give Oli chance. Give him another couple of windows. Make sure that he's getting his players in before you actually blame him for what's going on on the pitch. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. it, it takes time. When I wake up in Time now to turn our attention to the ginger fellow in Lauchers and Darren Bent on drive, saying that we need to start giving Henderson more praise. And right too, as well, because I've seen the films a number of times and how they found Bigfoot who was hiding under the stairs and no one knew, my goodness. And I thought, why don't they pat him on the back more? And finally, old Durham and Bent are doing just that. 
it really is about time we stopped adding up goals and assists and gave Player of the Year awards to people who really deserve it. And that's Jordan Henderson. So uh, I just thought he was inspirational again. Exceptional runs, runs, work. He does all the all the dirty stuff that people don't really want to do. He was he's been brilliant all season. I mean, as I said, he's he's inspirational as a captain. He mm. gives hundred percent every single game. And, and as your midfield player, he's got quality on the ball. But that that inspiration and that drive, that's what you can ask for your midfield player. Hundred percent. I, I, he is my uh, number one pick, Jordan Henderson. Well, I'm Paul Coit, and you're listening to Talksport Daily. 
Deeney is going to take the penalty kick. He puffs out his considerable chest, runs up, right-footed, and it's saved by Gazaniga away to his right. It's an excellent save, and he stops Deeney's penalty. He's motivated, and, and he's a player who I think, regardless of how other people see him, and, OK, he didn't convert the penalty at the weekend, but I think he thrives on very much on pressure. He enjoys being involved in a challenge, and I think that's a big part of his character. So he, like the rest of the players, have continued to have a, a big role to play in trying to turn our fortunes around this season. So I'm pleased he's available. Top now to head over to Press Box, which of course isn't a Press Box whatsoever. It's just the studio. They've called the show Press Box. They could call it anything. Substitute bench, um, physio's table. Uh, they could call it uh, manager's office. Uh, there's a whole load of things they could call it. They could name it after like a piece of apparatus you could use, you know, like uh, the ball bat. No, I think the press box is probably fitting. Anyway, here's the press box people talking Manchester City and whether Pep needs to win the Champions League this season. Danny Kelly is alongside Simon Jordan, Sean Custis and Kevin's brother, Mike Keegan. There was an idea last year that there was going to be a complaint that Man City were going to have a dynasty and that we were going to see the future of the English football being under their control. What we've seen, I think Man City will still get 82, 83, 84, 85 points this year, yeah, which, sure. by the way, is still pretty phenomenal, just that the bar's been raised by to a level. And what Liverpool have done is they've been forced to accelerate off the back of Man City's achievements. When you're when you're out front, when you're the one that's, you know, the, the pace setter, it's often difficult to keep in that position. Man City are having a season. Who's won the Premier League three seasons in a row? Did Man United do it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, but it's very unusual. It's unusual. It's un, you know, it's very very rare. So the idea that Man City were going to do this when Liverpool the Liverpool winning of the Champions League was the kickstart. The 97 points they got last year was an indignation for them they didn't win the league. They went on and took the Champions League in a very drab poor you know, artificially induced final that was that was you know sabotaged by a refereeing decision in sure. the first two or three minutes. But they've now kicked. Well, it was wasn't That's it? That's now it, become the truth. You see, as a spectacle, it was. Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah. it? It was yeah. The idea that Man City. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see. No one's unsackable for a start because people's voices and people's perspectives change, and the modern day footballer dominates so much that the idea that a manager will stay in situ for a long period of time and command the same response from players is a difficult one unless he consistently changes up the dressing room uh, and changes the personnel around and then you're into rebuilding teams to some extent which then has its own gestation period i'm i'm not i'm i'm not of the mindset that he is anything other than a the perennial winner that isn't winning right now and doesn't like it and man city winning the champions league well i'm not so sure they're going to get past real madrid you know, they've got Real Madrid well, that, that, that in, was one of in the, the 16. Had, Real Madrid in the second, second so of the league sure either, with the same amount of points. So I, think, I think he's going to perk up and put all his efforts into making well, sure yeah. they have every chance. Well, if they get it. beat by Real Madrid, it won't have long to well, well, be perking up very long, will he? <laughs> of course, absolutely. But I think Real Madrid second in the league with a similar points total from slightly less games than Man City have played in, in their league are not necessarily a given that Man City are going to get past them. I, I wouldn't want that draw. No, I would I have wanted other draws good. if I'm Man City. Yeah. So the idea that Guardiola... The idea that Man City haven't won the Champions League is inconceivable because, you know, all this narrative that we had to listen to over the years about Man City, the, play, the club is inexperienced in Europe, but none of the bloody players they had were inexperienced in Europe. They were all top players that had won Champions Leagues or been part of elite mm -hmm. football. Guardiola has got, I think to try and win this Champions League this season. Otherwise, I think he's going to have some challenges of his own about I who's get taking that. the club. But if he's won 
two titles in a row, yeah. and then he wins the Champions oh, League. Well, then there's yeah. no question. You get to yeah. the yeah. end of this season. Of and say, How can you argue yeah. with that? No matter what sort of Premier League season they had, which may end up the, the but if finishing finish, if it, second yeah. anyway. But, but no, no, two seconds. title wins, second, and a Champions no, League. No, it's one, of, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the characteristics of the Premier League, as I've mentioned before. The latest Deloitte figures show that eleven of the top twenty richest clubs in the world are in one league together. We've mm. seen it before. Teams win the Champions League who don't finish the top four in the yeah. Premier League. The quality of the of the but teams is still such. Script Dan for who's a failure and who's not. If he wins the league cup, well, me usually. Well, yeah, but realistically speaking, because obviously it's a populist <laughs> position Keegan. about who's successful and who's not. If Man City come off the back of two seasons in a row, they win the league cup this year because they'll, they'll go through mm-hmm. against Manchester United and probably win the league cup. I know it's yeah. a pro- I know it's a tournament they might not play in again if the if the ECA have their way with the reef we'll configuring get on to of the that. Champions we'll get League, on to which that. we'll go yeah. on to later on in the show. But the idea that Man City finished second to a Liverpool side which is out of sight right now and may well just get the highest ever Premier League total. Mm-hmm. So they're out of sight. They've just done 104 points from 38 games. If they finish this season with 104 points on a season on an August to May season, it'll be phenomenal. And Man City coming second and winning a cup, maybe progressing to a decent level in the Champions League, in my view, is not failure for Guardiola, just because the standards are so high. Now, of course, when you downloaded the podcast, you had the option to just listen to the best bits of the sports bar. So if that's all you're listening to, hello and welcome to the best bits of the sports bar. Andy Goldstein's Monday to Thursday from 10pm on TalkSport. And would you believe it? Here are the best bits of that said show. He said that he would rather go the whole season unbeaten in the league than win a treble. And you said, well, if you said that, he's an idiot. Yeah. Okay, you said that if we were to get him on the... Yeah. Boat, yeah. You would, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to okay. yeah. I'm going to have to. Well, we've got him now. Let's say hello to uh, the Liverpool legend, Stevie Nicholl joins us. Stevie, hello, good evening. Hey, Stevie. Hello, boys. How are you doing? Yeah, Excellent. Good. How are you, pal? I'm very well, thank you. Right, now, so just before I hand you over to to Jason, can you just confirm that you did actually, and you've not been misquoted, you'd rather give up a treble to go the whole season unbeaten? Did you say that? That is correct. I'll hand you over to Jason. Hi, Huntley. Steve. Hey, Hello, matey. Now, look, we've had a lot of Liverpool fans phone up, more than I'm actually um, proud to say of any football fan the phone up. I cannot believe they're football fans. And, Steve, I've, had to, I've called them idiots, and I have to call you an idiot as well. How can you say that? How can you say well, that you'd rather give up a, a treble? Because you're going to be the one that sounds like the idiot. Because if, you... if, not, if Liverpool fans are calling in telling you they'd rather do that, then surely they've probably got a better idea of it than you. But, but Steve, you, you, to, to go unbeaten, okay, you, you can get relegated in the Premier League and go unbeaten. Being unbeaten in a season... It's 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 okay. By but, the way, what a ludicrous you argument! You could you can get relegated and go unbeaten. You could. What a, what a ridiculous if, argument! If you, if, you Is drew, that argument? if you drew every single game, you have thirty-eight points. There are teams that have been relegated on thirty-eight points. You're, you're pulling something out that isn't. It's possible. I'll, I'll, in the realms of fantasy, it's possible, but it's actually pretty nonsensical, isn't it? Come on, let's face it. But Steve, you, can... you you were a pro. You played at the highest level. You know how hard it is to go a whole season undefeated. I mean, this is listen. The Champions League is a cup competition. The teams can win a cup competition. You know, Sunderland won a cup competition years ago. Yeah. Wimbledon beat us in a final. Won a cup competition years ago. To go the whole season at this level undefeated is astronomical. There's a reason why there's only two teams. If you want to count Preston North End in the 1800s. We don't count I mean, them. do you think for one second 
any of these Arsenal players are going to be forgotten in a hundred years. Everybody's going to know they went unbeaten. It's, it's been done once in the modern era. That's how difficult it is. And by the way, we won a treble in '84. We won the League Cup, the League, and the Champions League. So we've done the treble. We've won the Champions League. There's one thing Liverpool Football Club has never done, and it's history. Is go the whole season undefeated. Time now for the Ralph Ellis back pages. Tomorrow's tonight. Before we lost it there, don't I think. Hello, Simon. It's Darren Lewis, isn't it? You're horrible, you are. You're horrible people. Horrible. Why would you That's do that to me? Why would you do that? That's why, would you, why would you do that? Why, why have you done that? <laughs> I've got to do with this stupid Muttley laugh now. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's horrible. Vile people you are. I had to deal with, I deal with about 40,000 texts from him yesterday. That's the, the only night I don't like, I don't want the phone lines to work. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you do that to me, you lot. You made me my friends. I texted you during the game yesterday because they were getting beat. <laughs> <laughs> He's horrible, isn't he? Well, that's it for another podcasting thing. A reminder, tonight from 7pm, we've got Around the Grounds, live on TalkSport. Hugh Wozencroft, that's not his real name, so that's the uh, Stuart Wozencroft, I don't know why he changed it. But anyway, Stuart Hugh Wozencroft presents from Crystal Palace against Southampton. Danny Mills at Chelsea against Arsenal. What a game that's going to be. And Neil Redburn at Sheffield United v Manchester City. Mm, not bothered about that one. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening to the show. As always, uh, make sure if you've not done so already, press subscribe. If you're listening on a mate's device or maybe you've sort of found one on a bus and you thought, oh, this looks interesting, I'll listen to that. If you like the cut of it, then you can subscribe yourself via Acast, iTunes and other bits and pieces. You'll find it. If you really want it that badly, you'll find it. Somebody in front of me trying to tell me what to tell you. But you'll find it. If you want it, you'll find it. It's like anything. Anyway, thanks for downloading. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.